sounds worse if we do it. We're not redoing it. Hello, guys. My name is Ben. I'm here with my buddy Chris. You guys are tuning in to the Priority Traffic Podcast. Today, we're going over intros about ourselves, telling you the if, whys, whens, why we're here, what we're going to do, what we're going to show you, what our mission is. And I hope you guys find some enjoyment about our lives, our journeys, where we are and how we got here and where we want to take this podcast and why we're doing it. Absolutely. My name is Chris. Again, this is Ben. Uh, we're, we're full-time firefighters. We've been in the service uh, combined, I think, 25 years, maybe. Ish. Ish. Um, I've been in for eight years. He's been in for about eight years. Eight so years. So 16, 16 years. Yeah. It's My estimation skills up. are awful. Yeah, 25 <laughs> sounds good, though. <laughs> so today we're going to really just introduce you to the podcast. Again, let us uh, tell you the name, and it's going to be Priority Traffic Podcast. Um, we're hoping to influence future firefighters, current firefighters, and, and basically anybody who's looking to step up their game in life and just make better decisions all around, right? Yeah, daily life decisions at the station, at home. Teach your family some cool things, learn some tips and tricks, and uh, like I said, or like he said, we're not the best at what we do. We're pretty dang good. Yeah. And uh, we're pretty efficient. We try to stay healthy and try to share our knowledge. That's what we're here for. Absolutely. Just sharing the nuggets, uh, sharing from our experiences. We're not trying to tell you what to do. We're trying to t- show you what we do, and hopefully it inspires you to take a step in a new direction, make a better choice today, tomorrow, in the future, and, and really start considering the big picture and how your life can really, really evolve into something amazing if you are intentional with your decisions, if you show some dis- discipline, if you have the right mindset, all these tools that we can introduce and talk about, we hope that you guys can pick up on too. So to start things off, Ben, tell me a little bit about you and tell everybody about how you got here and, and what we're doing in my basement in front of my dartboard recording a podcast. Well, welcome to the dojo. That's what we call it. Uh, how do we get to this podcast? So I, my name is Ben Curtis, 26 years old. I've been a firefighter for about eight years. Um, for this, I'm used to hard work, used to being outdoors. Sure. Grew up on a family farm, baled hay, uh, split wood, like did all the normal chores. So not against hard work. Went into construction in high school, continued to sell firewood, played plenty of sports, loved working out. So got into the gym, kind of got a little health benefits from there. But one thing that uh, I never had growing up was Somebody to look up to for nutrition, mobility, recovery. Sure. And so all that kind of flew to the wayside. Right. right? And even growing up from 14 when I started working out to 17 when I got in the fire service. Okay. So you started pretty early. Real early. Yeah. So I was originally going to be a gunsmith. Those plans got thrown out the window. Had to restart, figure out what what I was going to do with my life. Like every question every high school ever has. Sure. So dad was a cop. He asked me, he's like, do you want people to love you or hate you? Like, <laughs> right. Eh, pretty, pretty good decision there. And uh, so, yeah, I gave it a whirl. I went to Fire Academy, continued to work out, try to stay healthy. Sure. And um, until I got my first full-time job with the city of Flint, I didn't realize that the shape I was in might be good for the gym. It might look good out of the boat. Right. But it's not really the firefighting shape. Sure. Like, I had the body. I had the biceps. I had the abs. I had everything. <laughs> right. But- being the first one smoked when you're the most in shape isn't a good look. Sure. Firefighting sure. is a different type of animal. It's a different workout. It's a different stimulus. The endurance is insane. 
the the heat you have to take on and continue to push forward sure. is different. It's something very hard to train for. Mm-hmm. And until you do it, you really can't. Right. Right. So at 17, 18, 19, 20 and on, I learned a pretty valuable lesson that you can train for this job, but really, unless you make your training more particular about what the job needs, right? you're not really doing too much. Sure. You need that cardio. You need to sit in a sauna and sweat your butt off. You need right. to be okay with being super hot. You need to know that uh, when your body's telling you, no, you're done, mm-hmm. it's time to push a little bit further. Like sure. there's different things that I've learned and I've grown and I've, I've done it firsthand, right. I guess. And like, I've never had somebody to show me. I had a lot of great guys that I learned from, right. but nobody told me what I should do in the gym because they didn't do it. They did it on the job. They learned on the job. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I wanted to excel at my job. I want to be one of the best. And so learning all these different things, how to train to be better on the fire ground, then how to come home and not be a mess. Sure. So learning recovery, learning sleep, learning the importance of all of that, right. learning nutrition, going and fighting a fire when you haven't eaten anything. Good luck. It's like running a marathon and when you're fasting, you yeah. know, it's not going to end well. No, it definitely won't. And so, um, yeah, my story is I grew up doing this. I grew up on the job, yeah. learning it. I learned from a lot of great guys. And finally at 26, I started to wise up and figure out what can I do more? Sure. Like I put the pieces together. I learned a couple things and I've made my way to this point kind of not dragging my feet. Right. But I got to a point where it was time to dig deep. I know I'm smarter than what I'm doing. And that's how I got here. Awesome. Like I started looking into health and wellness, looking into cold plunge, looking into saunas, looking into how am I going to live longer right. than I should with this job? Absolutely. So you're trying to defy the odds, right? Like we all know that firefighting, as soon as you sign up, like statistics show 10 to 15 years chopped off the end of your life. Yeah. So let's just say- in the future, you are going to live to be 90. You're looking at 75 years yeah. like, without even you know, doing a whole lot. This job really does have a lot of demands, and it really can kick your butt. And I, th- I think what if I get what you're saying, you're trying to expand your horizons so you can retire and enjoy your retirement and you know put the, the next 20 years into your career. Yeah, and you said it perfectly, man. Like I've seen this small picture. It's like when you start out fresh on your first fire. Tunnel vision. Absolutely. I've been there. This career has been tunnel vision for me until the last couple of years. Okay. And where I want to be the best I can be that day, the next day. Right. I've never looked past for future, for health, for retirement. Right. Like I start seeing all these guys retire who now are like uncles to me, right. you know, like dads, like really close to them, worked with them every single day, did some amazing things with them. Sure. And you see their hiccups and like, oh man, the surgeries, the the medical, <clears throat> the medical retirements they have. Right. I'm not going to be there. I don't want to be there. That's no. not, this job will never define who I am. Although I love this job and will always give 110% into it. Good. As you should. Yeah. And therefore, what are we doing to extend our life expectancy, our quality of life and be there for not only ourselves, but our loved ones. Right. Because our loved ones take a lot. They go through hell and back with us. They do. Your wife, when you leave to go to work, you leave to go to work. Yeah. She knows what you do at work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like It's stressful on both of us. Yeah. Even though I'm the one going away, she's staying here. She's handling the household. She's handling the dogs. 
but she's also dealing with the stress of what if what could happen what yeah. might happen right i like, haven't heard from you for six hours is he okay right. you know exactly. and there's so being there and supporting those who care about us love us that's what i want to do absolutely and i want to care for myself i want to be there for my kids i want to be there for my grandkids and for sure the last couple of years opened my eyes to that watching these guys retire and watching a couple of guys pass away because of health issues right. you know and uh yeah so it brought me to doing a lot of research reading a lot of books digging into a lot of other great podcasts and just learning facts about how can I be a better me on the job at home and for my family. Absolutely. And dude, you said it perfect. Being a better you. I don't think there's anything, there's no more noble calling um, than trying to master yourself going down that self mastery road than doing it for other people. Like, you know, that investing in yourself Making sure you're sleeping, making sure you're eating, making sure you're fit, surviving your job isn't nearly what we want to do. We want to thrive through this job. Absolutely. We want to be so good at it. And maybe you, you don't even have to be technically the best at everything because that's really kind of a challenge to do. But at least you are focusing on the most basic things that are going to make you do better in every aspect of your job yeah. and in your life. So that's that's really noble. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. And now I think... We're going to go over to your story and probably something a little different, but on the same wavelength. Yeah. So I, I got into the fire service a little bit later in life. I was about 27. Um, before that, I was a personal trainer. Okay. And before that, I did odd, odd jobs as a teenager, um, working with my family. We did tree service. I was a, I, I was a waiter. I did like the, the server thing. Yeah. I had to, I had to work my way up. Um, then I got into... Uh, basically after high school, I was like, oh, this firefighter thing is really a neat thing. Uh, so I actually went to fire academy early, um, after high school. And then after that, I didn't like pursue it as fast as I should have. I didn't, it didn't keep moving through. And then I got through EMT, uh, I think a year or two later and I didn't jump right into paramedic school and I didn't even get a job as an EMT. So I had an EMT license that I didn't even use for almost four or five years. Oh, dude. I keep know. it up. I, I did. I That's kept it up. For you. I, I, uh, I didn't let anything lapse. Um, and it might've been less than four or five years, but I know that I went straight into paramedic school when the opportunity was good and I had the finances. Um, and I was like, holy crap, I'm trying to learn paramedic skills and I didn't work a day as an EMT. Yeah. So I was like, so stressed out. And I was at home reading books. I was studying. I was watching TV or not TV, but like YouTube yeah. videos on everything I could learn. Self-taught. Basically self-taught with very little on the job experience for the EMT side. Ended up doing fantastic in my uh, paramedic class. Um, and then I was able to apply. I got a job in at Waterford and Pontiac in the combination station. Um, awesome experience. Learned from amazing people. Um, I worked my butt off a lot of the time. Um, yeah, it was a busy department. It, it was. And I was lucky enough to be surrounded by people who are willing to teach me mm -hmm. um, on, on the Waterford and the Pontiac side. Um, there was some takeover slash merger type stuff going on in 2012. And I got hired in 2014. Um, so we were kind of catching the backlash of that. But both both departments as one, but you know the separate uh, crews from each side. They, they taught me so much, and I'm so grateful to be a part of that. Um, and then I, then I got laid off. We were on a safer grant, got laid off, and now I work in the city of Ann Arbor full-time. 
Nice. I've been there for coming up seven years in July of 2023. Well, congratulations. So, yeah, it's been a great experience. Uh, the city's awesome to work for. The people I work with are amazing. Um, my current crew right now, I, I couldn't say enough about. And I, I've learned more now than ever that crew continuity is probably the saving grace for people and me specifically. Like I get to work with the same guys 90% of the time. We know who's coming in. We might have a fill in here or there. Um, I might bump up a drive, get a new fireman, or my firefighter will stay in-house. I'll bump up to drive, and then we'll have our lieutenant. So uh, there's four of us that are typically uh, on the truck together, and it's it's probably been the best part of my career so far. And I would, not to blame it on, but I would say the credit goes to crew continuity for yeah. me. Um, I've always been mostly fit, and 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 just like you, fighting fire and learning the demands of the job really put my fitness and the way I look at how I treat my body into a more specific context. So I don't, I don't smoke myself on the two days off anymore. I'll tell you that much. Smart. I, I like coming back to work, being refreshed. Yeah. But I mean, you have to have the right stimulus and yeah. now I kind of know what it is. I know like long form cardio, high intensity, you know, 20, 30 minute circuits with some heavy lifting. There's, you can train all these energy systems so many different ways but i i think just having conversations about what we do and how we do it hopefully other people can be inspired and, and see what decisions to make on any given day and you know maybe they can reduce the carryover of life to work and that same hopefully it's not negative but that that carry over from work to life like those are two separate things and they can integrate but they shouldn't contaminate I like that. Right. That's very well put. Sure. Thank you. And I like, uh, I kind of like what you were teeing off where you said you did your fire service or your fire academy early on. Yeah. You kind of held off until you. I was like a lost puppy, man. I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do with life. Yeah. No. And I think a lot of people, especially at a younger age, early twenties, late teens, nobody really knows. Right. Right. And some people even into their thirties. Sure. And so, like, right now, man, we have such a high turnover of the – we got a lot of guys retiring. We're hiring a lot of new guys. We have people come in 32, 34, 36, 38 years old. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you're starting a new career. It's a great career. Absolutely. But I think the one downfall that maybe we could tee on is in this, uh, in this podcast that there's no real blue book for – how to get in the fire service. Right. There's not. And a lot of people don't know the difference between volunteer, paid on call, and professional departments. Sure. Right. Obviously, we're part of a professional department, IFF. Awesome. We're the minority of the three. Absolutely. And um, But if you want to make a living out of it, it's something you really have to lean on. Mm-hmm. And really, there's no step process to get to these departments. Right. And right. if you talk to a bunch of people like, oh, I know a firefighter. Yeah, he's actually a plumber on his off days and he works for this volunteer department. Like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. You know, absolutely. But if you're 18 years old, how do you go and find a full time department? Right. And how do you know if to get on this department, I need to get my fire academy. I need to get my EMT. I need to get my paramedic. Or right. I just need to get my EMT. And then I need to apply. And then I need to go and beat out these 200 other applicants. Right. You got to take the physical test. You got to take the the mental test or the, yeah, the uh, psyche the written. Yeah. The mental psyche values. You got to do the written test. Mm-hmm. Like you've got all sorts of testing to do before you can even apply to some places. Yeah. It's an uphill battle from day one. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people kind of get lost in the process, 
especially early on. You go and you get your fire academy. Right. Go, Dude, I'm a firefighter. I'm legit. I'm certified, you sure. know? And then you go, well, how am I going to get this job? Right. Well, it's time to hone yourself down. It's time to sell yourself. It's time to make yourself the best. Show yourself that you have good habits. Go and be personal. Talk to somebody. When you have right. your oral interview, be confident. Exactly. They ask you what you do at home. Well, I work out every day. I eat right. I focus on taking care of myself. I'm nice to people. I'll I help my neighbor when it snows. Guess what? I'm out there with a shovel and right. I'm shoveling out her front lawn. Whatever. No, totally. Lawn, yeah. I, I'm, I like to shovel my yard. Too. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> it's, there's, I like that. I just, I like, cause no one ever told me what to do. Right. I got lucky. Sure. I looked at the first job opening that I had, which is the only full-time apartment around me within 15 minutes. Right. Is Flint. Okay. Lucky enough. I got it. Right. That doesn't happen very often. No. And a lot of people kind of get lost in the wash. And a lot of people don't understand that it's a very competitive field. It, it definitely was at one point. I, I think now it might even be on its way back to being competitive. But I know it's really, there's not a lot of applicants. Right. At least in my city. We're not getting a ton of applicants at all. Like qualified or just applicants? Just applicants all? in general. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's too bad, man. Because this is the best job Absolutely. I've ever had. And I've had a lot of jobs. Yeah, if you want to learn a little bit or a lot of bit about yourself, become a firefighter. You know, in in the first three years, you're going to learn so much about your habits and what you actually need to do to survive in the fire career versus what you're doing. Absolutely, um, yeah. So there's a it's a quite the on ramp experience, and it's a quite the introduction to yourself. I think yourself, adulthood, and responsibility, being a better person in general, right? Yeah. Responsibility, you. You are on the hook for being accountable, disciplined, have good communication skills, have good leadership skills, right. you know, like everything, like everything that makes a real good stand up person. Right. And that's what the fire service does. Mm -hmm. it really. It does. Molds people that, uh, I gotta say lost, but not sure what's going on, you know, and you might be new, you might be young, not a lot of life experience right. and it can set you up to be a real good person. Absolutely. It's it's similar to the military in a way where it's kind of character building. It, yep. it, it, it kind of beats you down in the beginning, but it draws out your next uh, higher self, your next version of you, right? Your best you. Yeah. It, it starts to forge that. And, you know, I think kind of right around this time, the five to 10 year mark, that kind of stops happening. Maybe not complacency shows up, but like, that you've adapted to all the basic challenges. Now it's time to turn it up a level, yeah. right? Now it's time to level up and start chasing new goals, reframing what you have, see where you want to go, maybe revisit your uh, your your life plan. Mm -hmm. If you know if that's if you have one, and if you don't have one, maybe now you develop one. Time to start writing it's, one. Yeah, it's time to start looking at how well you're doing all the things that make you function. And, and and start elbowing those things in the gut and saying, hey, buddy, we got to do better now. Yeah, it's, it's time. We did it. It's time to get up to the next level, though. So essentially, as soon as you get comfortable, it's time to start changing things up. Right. As Sorry. soon as that pressure fades, it's time to put your feet back on the on the edge of the pool and yeah. consider doing something new. Like, I like it. When's the last time you did something for the first time? Bingo. Exactly. I like it, man. So, But I, I, really, I really hope that this podcast can – Shed some light onto you know our experience up until right now. Obviously, we'll get to know each other and the audience more as we have these conversations. But up until now, this is where we are. 
And moving forward, hopefully everybody gets to see our journey, you know, with a podcast. I've never done a podcast before. No, me neither. I've been lucky enough to have someone who's willing to jump on with me, have good conversations. We've had a lot of gear just around due to my past with music and whatnot. Yeah. So luckily, we're uh, pushing forward. Yeah. It's like the Pro-Am podcast, and we're going to run it as far as we can. Yeah. We're going to see what happens. You guys, like we say, we were planning on bringing the best content to you guys, and uh, that's the goal. Yeah, I would say that's definitely the goal for us. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, my name is Chris Warden. I'm Ben Curtis. And together, we are Priority Traffic Podcast. Please stick around. We got a lot of episodes coming up. We look forward to introducing ourselves and our families more. Hopefully, you'll get more backstory. And we're going to do our best to bring value to you guys. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. See ya.